Welcome back to the Echo Video Podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Tapley. Joining me as always is Bart. Bart, how have you been this week? Hey, Hunter. Glad as always to be here. Uh, it's been a pretty good week. Pretty, eh, pretty standard December week. Uh, I closed off the weekend by going to a concert in uh, Toronto with a couple buddies. It's the the session band who plays for Tame Impala. So that was pretty fun. Got to hang out with some Australian rockers. And then just work and hanging out. And I did because I was bitterly disappointed by um, the release of uh, the Callisto Protocol. I started playing yeah. Space. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're going to be more butthurt about this than I am. Well, not butthurt, just <laughs> heartbroken. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of upset about uh, Callisto Protocol. I thought... Did you pre-order it? Just it? Seemed, no, I didn't no. buy it. Dude, I don't pre-order games ever, like, since Cyberpunk. Can't take that risk. <laughs> No, honestly, man, ever, it's fair. All these games coming out. Ever since I bought Cyberpunk, man, and I was cheated, I was so angry. Mm-hmm. It should really be by that. like unacceptable for companies to have to like issue refunds on games that they're selling for ninety dollars now with tax a hundred dollars. Oh yeah, like it's unacceptable. Yeah, it's really, crazy. Yeah, but anyway, but, so, I mean, oh yeah. Yeah, they did end up fixing Cyberpunk, though, over time. I haven't really picked it up yet to play it again. I didn't return it. I just held mm. on to it. I was like, it'll probably turn around eventually, but... Yeah, I haven't played it <sighs> myself either. I think it's so hard to come back from that. So so much negative press. And then, mm-hmm. you know, making the leap to finally pick it up again. Uh, just, yeah. It just burns out some of the fun, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Um, I beat God of War. Oh, finally. nice. I really enjoyed ending. it. Yeah, it was a very satisfying ending. I thought it was very well done. My There was one, I won't I won't spoil who it is, but there's one conflict that it, it like, it starts, and this is like right at the end of the game. There's one part where I thought, oh, we're going to enter into like a cool boss fight. Mm-hmm. And then the conflict just kind of like goes up. And then it just kind of dies down immediately, like it like it starts. You think there's going to be a fight, and then there really isn't. And I was a little disappointed that we didn't get the fight. But mm. other than that, I mean, like that's just me nitpicking. Like it doesn't ruin the game at all. I just thought like that scene, that one particular character moment felt a little rushed. But mm. other than that, I really enjoyed it, and I thought it. I think it's a very very good game. I thought the music was really good. Sorry, like, thought, does it does it end like the first game where? It teases you with the fight with Thor, and then picks up in the sequel. No, you or? fight. You fight like this one. Pretty much wraps up the, oh, okay. like with Odin and everybody. Oh, I okay. think they were planning to do a trilogy. That's what but I, I think. It was. Like I thought, I think like they they still very well could, but it ended on a note where it seems like it like it ended on a way like it could go further, but at the same time, it feels like it could also end where it was. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a little bit that's kind of teasing, but at the same time, I feel like it was, uh, like, I feel like it was wrapped up pretty nicely. Because hmm. I was, I was, ex- I, yeah, I was expecting you not to fight Thor in this game. Like, I thought it was just going to be the one time, but you do do a pretty, pretty cool fight and stuff. My, oh, you know what my one critique is? Mm-hmm. The, um, the story bosses... So when I played it, before I beat the game, did the final mission, I tried to do as much of the side stuff that I could before you have to do, like before 
you can't really do anything else before right. the post before the uh the post Point game. No return, yeah. So you have to fight these guys called the Berserkers and they do not fuck around those fights. Some of them are so brutally difficult. Are they like the Valkyries? They're yeah, they're like okay. the Valkyries. I don't know like where I think yeah, they're a lot like the Valkyries. I'm just trying to think which would be harder. I think mm. they're probably about the same on difficulty. Like everybody has their own little like quirk that you have to overcome in a way. Right. But I beat all those, did all the side shit, and then finally got to the end. And after I did that, the fucking story bosses compared to the Berserkers are so fucking easy. <laughs> I oh, was yeah. like, oh, I think these are meant to be a little... Yeah, like I felt like the story bosses were so much easier than the fucking the side bosses, which is kind of a bummer. Like I get having like a post game right. and having like some stronger fights at the end, but having some of them available before the post game really fucking over prepares you for the final fight. Like, mm-hmm. so there's, yeah, there's that. Um, that's kind of all. I mean, I'd, I'd recommend God of War Ragnarok. That's all I really have to recommend this this week don't really have too much because i think we're gonna run a little long today right with yeah, the topic to at hand so we'll keep our recommendations quick i'm gonna just say god of war mm-hmm. ragnarok finished it like really really good game i still think elden ring is game of the year absolutely i still we'll we'll talk about that in our closer to the end of the year Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about what our what our best games and stuff are. I still believe Elden Ring is 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 a little bit better, but uh, narratively, I think it was probably the best game narrative of like the last couple of years. So, wow. so I do recommend than yeah. the first God of War. You think? Yeah, I I really enjoyed the story this time around. Okay. Um, other than that, movie I watched, I watched Necromantic Two. That was really fun. Fun. That was. That? Um, I, it wasn't that bad. It was no? more graphic than the first one, that's for sure. Right. But the weird part was I kind of timed it so that it finished when my girlfriend showed up. And, of course, she showed up early. So it was, like, right at the climax of the film. Mm, and people kept stuff. coming downstairs. And she's, like, zip-tying a dude's dick, cutting his head off and shit. And I'm just like, oh, having oh, sex with him while she's cutting his head off. And I'm just like, oh, please. What was the please. first one like if this one is gorier? Or, um, the first going. one had like, it had like this disgusting decaying body that she put like a piece of like a wooden dildo on and she had sex nice. with it. And then the ending is the guy stabbing himself while fucking cooming all over himself and all nice. over the room. And then it eventually erupts with blood Damn! and then he dies. What um, a way to there, go. Yeah. <laughs> it was that fucking wild. God the whole time. Jeez. It was fucking wild. That's some Hellraiser shit. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Damn. It's German, so right? The German yeah, it's name? German. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See. Can't trust them over there. You don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> the sneaky Germans. <laughs> the sneaky Germans. They'll build a wall again. Be careful. Um, oh, man. Oh, you know what I was kind of bummed about? Kind of relieved about? I don't know. The Snyderverse is kind of being, like, scrapped by James Gunn. Like, he just... Uh, scrapped Wonder Woman three, which is fine. I didn't really care for the second one, but no, Wonder Woman. I, I think honestly didn't. I wonder if oh, someone else right. is going to helm the the Justice League now. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder. Did you watch the HBO cut, like the Snyder cut? 
Yeah, we talked about it. Oh, of course. Yeah, we did. We did. Oh, we yeah. did a on full this, episode. On the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I sure. That was the last episode. Lost. That was the last episode before we went on a year-long hiatus. Oh, yeah. It was that good. It took us all yeah. year to watch it because it's exactly. four and a half hours long. Exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a very distinct style. He's put on a Justice League and an expectation. So I wonder where it's going to go from here. I hope it doesn't go Marvel's route, but I like James Gunn. I like what he's done with Guardians. So I, I, I trust him with yeah. it. Hopefully it's steps in the right direction. Yeah. I don't know. We will see. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's get right into it. Move on to today's topic. So today's topic was we were talking about our favorite TV shows of all time. Maybe mm-hmm. not of all time, but just some of our favorites that we, I don't know, just something to talk about. Some of yeah. our favorite shows. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you start us off. Sure. That's okay. What's the first show that you would what's what's your first favorite show that you would recommend? Oh damn. If we're ranking this, I gotta change my change. You my can answer. or just like oh. we don't have to oh. rank it. No particular order. All right. No particular order. This one it snuck up on me. I think it was a sleeper hit of twenty nineteen. It was always kind of there, but never really talked about. Uh this being Sharp Objects, the HBO miniseries based off uh this novel of the same name by Gillian Flynn who did uh, Gone Girl famously you know great great movie so this movie also or sorry this miniseries also focuses on um, cycles of violence specifically against women and the, the, the stakes of repression from generational trauma so they kind of set it off it starts in a town called Wind Gap and their main infrastructure or export or whatever is uh, hog butching, right? So immediately ingrained yeah. in the city itself in Michigan is that that violent nature already, which is which is nice. So it stems from that, and it's in the deep south. So during the Civil War, there was a lot of conflict there, obviously. And so is this the, is this a is this a horror series, uh, or just like I a think, high like a heightened drama? Heightened drama, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's like, because I, dude, I thought this was a fucking slasher. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I thought this was a slasher. Oh, damn. And it was like, because like the poster shows Amy Adams and then the two characters who are like, like they look like lifeless corpses. And I was like, oh man, this is like, I didn't watch any trailers. I only just mm. went off what, the, what I thought the title was. So, because... I'm fair completely ig- ignorant to what you're talking about. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, I, I, the sharp objects refer to the lead character, um, Camilla, who's played by Adi- Amy Adams, who, because a lot of her trauma is repressed to what, like, what happened to her in the town, she can't really lash out because of a lot of you know, yeah. further oppression on her by her family and her status there. So she gets a really serious self-harm. Um, what what would yeah. you call it? Disorder? I don't know. Yeah, like cutting? She, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. So she, that's what the sharp objects refer to. So Does she, she can't do it be long near. ways or sideways? Uh, both ways. It's, it's really <laughs> that's, upsetting. That's inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> is it like is it like epic, Carlin. like 13 Reasons Why epic? or Where the fucking the epic score is playing and she's like got the Jesus Christ figure as he's got her wrist slit just bleeding to death Jesus. in a bathtub. No, not quite like that. 
No, it's Jesus. a lot less romanticized, and it's uh, okay. I think it's a far better depiction of mental health yeah, and self harm. So, do you think that that what like obviously your sharp objects depicts it better? You just admitted to it, but what do you think would would get the message across? A more dramatized version, like in in Thirteen Reasons Why, where it was all the music and and you know the wide shot in the tub and whatnot. Or do you think it's this version, which is, I haven't seen the show, but I'm just mm. saying, what, what do you think would, is more, like, what do you think people would more, more so want to see? Jeez. I don't know. I think 13 Reasons Why I took a more, was kind of like a wolves in sheep clothing. Where it's like, like oh, we're, we're trying to be like really, you know, call this number if you need any help. But at the same time, they're like checking off traumas and horrible things. Like it's a, a freaking game show. And it does it in a manner where it's really, it feels exploitive, I think, definitely. Mm-hmm. And Sharp Objects takes a far more intimate approach. And it really kind of dives into the psyche of the person who's doing it and why she's doing it and how she gets out of it. I think it's a far better approach to just kind of clump a bunch of... They did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I remember... I mean, for me, obviously, I love the shock value and I love the gore. And I think if you're going to do it right, like fucking close up, get in there. Yeah. <laughs> make it horrific. If you're going to do it to the point where Netflix has to later but, cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking, I mean, and that's just me because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a gore hound. So I'm not trying yeah. to be offensive or anything by no means. But. God, we gotta put out, gonna have to put a trigger warning or something. <laughs> Surprise! No, I'm, trigger I'm warning. Trigger warning. Yeah. So I have not seen this show. In all honesty, it really does not sound like something I would watch. Mm. Like I, I thought it was a horror show, and if I probably like, I mean, I do like Gone Girl, so maybe going off of, but this is like a totally different director. Yeah. It's not David, not David Fisher. Fincher. Fincher. It's not David Fincher. Fincher. No. Yeah, it's not David Fincher. Oh no, this guy's the Dallas Buyers Club. Wild. Oh, he recently passed away. Oh yeah. Oh, Jean Marc Vallée. Yeah, he passed away last year or earlier this year even. Because I just watched. No, the Dallas did, yeah, Buyers twenty Club. December. He 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 passed away December twenty fifth, twenty twenty one. Okay, so it was last year. Damn. Yeah. Well, that sucks. Well, maybe I will watch it then. There he goes. A legacy. It's a legacy moment. (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, off that depressing note, uh, what is is one of yours? So I'm going to curveball it. Curveball. 180 turn. It's always Hunter with curveballs. I'm trying to think what I should start with on my list. Let me know what page you got to flip through. Hmm. I'm just trying to think here. I I, I don't have many. I think I have four. Yeah, I got four. One of them I'm just going to briefly touch on. Mm. I guess we'll start with that. So one of my favorite shows of all time is Mystery Science Theater 3000. Mm. Um, I really prefer... I think all the hosts are great on the show, for sure. I really prefer the first season. I think it's Joel Hodgson for the first... Okay, and this is the original, right? Not the... Yeah, Because it was a Netflix remake, right? Yeah, the original... I like the Netflix season series. The only thing I'm not a fan of is the fucking in-between gags. And, like, the first season, it's fine when they cut back to the the uh, the scientist and stuff. But then I think when they had their second host, 
they would switch between this fucking chick named Pearl and this monkey sidekick and then this Uncle Fester looking guy. They were not funny and I didn't like them at all. Mm-hmm. I always skipped those parts. And then in the the most recent season with uh, with Jonah Ray, the net this is the Netflix one. Mm-hmm. Like I like the Netflix one for sure, but it's the same with fucking Patton Oswalt and I don't remember the female, the other female host. They were just so unfunny. It's like darn that kind of blew it, but I always would just skip over it anyways. So that's the power of Netflix and on demand. Where as if you were watching this on TV, yeah, you would not have that, that power. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have to suffer through it. Um, no, I really love this show. It's it's super super funny. Um, I find like it's very impressive the amount of jokes that they that they have to tell for like an hour and a half movie and the amount they write and the amount like basically once you turn once you start it there's jokes the whole way fucking through mm-hmm. like they don't let up for like um, like they don't let up for a second like as soon as the movie's playing it's jokes 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 some of the jokes land and even when they don't they're saying so many fucking jokes that eventually one's gonna land right and it is so entertaining and like Sounds you're watching the fucking too. is it is it like a fun chaotic? You, 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 like you mo you're more so hearing the uh, like it's pretty well balanced audio wise. I okay. find it's pretty well balanced. I really really do love this show though. Um, I'm just trying to think of some examples. So the one example I have is uh, they do fucking Manos, the Hands of Fate. That's probably right. the best. That's the fan favorite episode, I'd say. It might be their highest rated episode. The only reason I know of that is because Ted Mosby from How I Met Your Mother said it was the worst movie ever made on his date with Stella. <laughs> it's very much the worst movie ever made. Damn. Yep, Manos, the high, yeah, highest rated episode. Manos, The Hands of Fate. Probably the best episode and probably the one I would recommend to start with. Okay. But they do all kinds of fucking movies and they're these shitty fucking uh straight to fucking t- tv like made for tv movies fucking public domain santa conquers the martians <laughs> super fun highly recommended like just for the cheesiness factor but man it is it is, it is a super fucking fun show you know i think i would like it given our mutual love for uh, the nostalgia critic our our dog <laughs> walker exactly. the one thing that I find is every time I try to show this show to somebody, they always end up fucking not watching and then just fading away. And then I'm just like, oh, you don't like bad movies? And they're like, no, I like bad movies. I just don't like their jokes. And then I was like, okay. So then we start watching bad movies and then they proceed to be the most unfunny person in the room. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, no. Jokes? <laughs> it's like, shut oh. the fuck up. <laughs> Leave it to the professionals, man. <laughs> But it it is one of my favorite shows. It's super fucking fun. Right on. I right. yeah, I've heard lots about it, mostly through you. So I'll uh, <laughs> it'll eventually get. It's all off. fucking all fucking bad puns. Sometimes my favorite part, dude, is when you don't really get the joke. Like they'll be making like in one instance, there was one episode. They're like they're all quacking. Like they're going like quack 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 quack, and I'm like, what the fuck are they doing that? Like and it's only when this guy opens the door and they open the door. There's a fucking photo of a duck in the background, and I'm like, <laughs> "That's why they're fucking quacking." I was like, "Like you wouldn't catch that. Like right. what if you missed that on the fucking VHS or when you were watching it on TV? Like you wouldn't fucking understand. You'd be like, what the fuck?'" Again, the wonders of, of modern TV and streaming. Love to see exactly. That. 
Yeah, it's super fun. And especially the first the first season with uh, uh, Joel Hodgson. Hodgson? Highly recommend that first season. It is it is incredibly funny. Do you have a favorite episode? Favorite episode? Like probably uh, Gamera versus... Uh, what the fuck? How do you pronounce that? Guy Guron? Guron? The Manos Hands of Fate episode, obviously. Classic. Mm. I'm just going to look at the episodes. I haven't seen every episode because there's almost there's like 200 episodes. Oh, damn. But, I didn't realize there was that yeah. big. Okay. There's a lot. It's been running for a while since the uh, 88, I'm pretty sure. It's been running this whole time? Um, they, They're not running it anymore, but mm. I accuse my parents. That's the one with the duck. The duck quack. That one was fucking funny. Santa Claus Conquers the Martian. That one's great, too. Um... Sounds incredible. Sounds like a peanut butter solution to be on this list. <laughs> How dare you? That's the best movie ever. <laughs> Top quality kids entertainment. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I think the giant spider invasion, giant Elam monsters, good. Yeah, they're all fucking Riveting. fantastic. Damn. Okay. That's kind of it. I don't really have too too much to say about it. It's kind of a harder show to talk about because mm-hmm. like each episode's fucking almost two hours. <laughs> So okay, yeah, fair enough. Because like it's a full films. movie, and yeah. then there's they're splicing in like skits in between it and stuff. So mm. it's a little bit of a a little bit to watch each episode, but I do th- I do say it's worth it in the end. Right on. Well, eventually I'll take the plunge. There you go. There we go. All right. What's your passing what's your it second back. movie? My second one, back. and this one is much more of like an actual all time favorite that I've seen countless times now and it's one of those shows that i just love showing people which is avatar the last airbender phenomenal show in every regard i i can just gush about it forever the the characters are lovable and notable the animation quality is spot on it's beautiful uh it deals with some very mature themes like themes of war and adolescence and loss and grief and you know a lot of familial issues um nice. it's just yeah you know everyone's favorite um there you go but then most yeah it's it's a very i think it's like one of the highest rated shows on imdb yeah i absolutely love it and m night Shyamalan came out kind of took a shit on it <laughs> but now <laughs> there's still a new netflix avatar coming out live action which is looking much better and the cast is ethnically correct to the animation which also great um yeah but yeah, the, the the thing that I think I love most about the show is like a lot of the evolutions of the characters, but also the uh, evolution of how they bend their elements throughout mm-hmm. because they'll be put in situations where they're under duress. So for example, Toth is a 12-year-old blind girl. She uh, rock bends, but to be able to transfer her back to her family because she escaped with the Avatar, they put her in like a big metal box and then travel her all the way back. And then throughout that ride back she kind of meditates and figures like the minerals in the metal are still earth technically so she starts metal bending and it's things like that that are just so fun to see like the fire turns into lightning rock also turns into lava and with the air you got the spirit world and it's just amazing and you got mark hamill as ozai which is phenomenal and And what was his uh mac mako as fucking the grandpa Iro, Iro? Iro, the yeah. tea guy, yeah, Iro, yeah. fucking Samurai Jack, which almost made my list. 
Oh, yeah. that's a fucking... Aku from Samurai Jack plays... Uh, I don't know. What's his name? Uncle Iroh or something? Uncle Iroh, yeah. He's yeah, an incredible, incredible character. If you get to season three, I think it's like episode seven, uh, Tales of Passing Say, you will weep. My friend. That's when he. That's when he's like he makes the like he sings the song to the tree, right where his son is. Yeah, where his son yeah. died in battle. But the, the song they actually wrote because the original voice actor of Iroh played him in season one passed away, so it was like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I remember. I I, I remember that episode because it kind of popped up like I think around COVID, everyone started watching. Yeah, like, all the shows I, I they were just, skipping out on. Yeah. Mako, there he is, and then. There was the Legend of Korra, which is it's still good. It's not nearly as good. I don't think the cast is as like, well, not the cast. The characters are as likable, and it takes more of like an anthology approach. So each season, like the conflict resolves, and it just kind of starts up again in the second season. I don't think that is as strong as like three seasons of building up to one really strong cause and just following everybody throughout because they are still children. There's so much to learn. I don't yeah. know. I get it facing different threats, but... Fair. I think it was a bit messy and choppy overall. Fair. Yeah. Have you seen it? I've seen like a couple episodes. I haven't watched the full series. Right. I've been, I, I have been meaning to, I've just like, I, I watched the first two episodes. I just couldn't get into it. Like I, I couldn't like, I've, I, I know like it's obviously going to get better, but yeah, I just couldn't a, get into it. it yeah. I just, I just couldn't get into it right away and I just kind of pushed it aside. So I am meaning to watch it. I know, isn't Dave Filoni from Clone Wars? Yeah. Doesn't he have? He has a lot to do with the show. He's involved, yeah. And I mean, Clone Wars, again, another show Ooh. that almost made my list. Season seven of the Clone Wars almost made my list. Like, that season specifically, that four-parter. Yeah, baby. That's dude, I love, I love the Clone Wars animation style. I love Phenomenal. the character design. Like... Every time I like watch, like I every time with like just a side tangent on Clone Wars, the anim like every time I want to watch that show, I always hesitate because mm -hmm. it's like oh it's Star Wars blah blah blah. But then every time I watch an episode, I end up watching like fucking twenty of them. I'm like, yeah. God damn it, <laughs> it's such a good show. It's amazing. The the movie when that came out in like I don't know 2009 maybe was the first movie I ever saw in theaters, <laughs> and that's kind of. <gasps> So the movie isn't yeah. great looking back at it now, but no, but the movie's decent. When I was dude. like, I was compared yeah, 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 compared but, to the shit we get today, Star Wars absolutely. related. So I fucking idolized that, and I didn't have um, whatever the fuck it was on. Uh, was it Cartoon Network? Yeah, Cartoon yeah. Network. I didn't Teleton have that, or my parents Network. didn't let me watch it or whatnot. So I always went to my buddies, and I'd watch like a scattered <laughs> array of episodes, and then go back home. So I never watched it fully consistently until it came out on Disney. And that was just glorious because mm -hmm. you can just go through it. But, yeah, amazing yeah, show. It's a fucking good show. Great show. It's a good-ass show, man. Both good of them. I, well, I haven't seen fucking Avatar The Last Airbender. What's your favorite episode, or do you have one? Ooh. Of Avatar? Avatar, yeah. I think the Avatar and the Fire Lord because it tells the story of how the Fire Nation came to be and how to avatar was defeated and then how ang got trapped in the ball of ice it just explains the whole hundred year gap basically and it's a really good exposition episode <laughs> it's not even really exposition it's just a really good flashback kind of, episode yeah. 
the yeah. his history kind of deal. Yeah, which is really satisfying because it happens like halfway through season three, like mm-hmm. right before all the shit goes down. So it's a nice little break and yeah, amazing episode. My favorite thing is it's like, like I know people that watch this show and are like, man, like I wonder what the what the, the Japanese version is. And I'm just like, I'm pretty sure it's a uh, fucking American made. Like I know people yeah. that are like adamant that this is like like anime from japan i'm just like it's like no, pokemon man, this is it's fucking like Ameri- this Wait. is fucking nickelodeon hold on now one second i'm gonna fact check myself <laughs> is pokemon the tv show is not american made is it the uh, tv shows japanese made they dub it in the u.s okay. but they changed so much of it like in the original season the first season of pokemon was called pocket monsters right had a totally different theme song and was mainly produced in uh, Japan, but mm-hmm. when it came over to America, they fucking Americanized the hell out of it. So, damn. Do you know that Ash became champion finally after 22 years? I heard that in a yeah. recent episode. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. I'm glad that he's at least winning. He's yeah, hasn't aged a fucking day. But <gasps> he's winning. Yeah, fuck. That's what matters. He's got the fountain of youth. Oh, man. Okay, I'm going to throw it back to you because I know which one you have next, and that one's fucking chaotic, so take it away. All right. Again, this is maybe, like, this is kind of on my list by default. This is my comfort show. Mm. Like, I've, I have watch this fucking show almost every single day. I watch an episode in the background, or I love this show to death. It's grown on me. It is so fucking funny. That's Kenny versus Spenny. The fuck Canadian show, reality Canadian show, dude. It is so fucking funny. It's and and I highly recommend anyone that's out there to watch the show. It's free on YouTube. Kenny, the guy from the show, posted quite a few episodes on his YouTube channel. Mm. Not every single episode, but a fair bit. And then the other, the production company, Breakthrough Entertainment, has posted all the rest of the show on YouTube. So it kind of... Like it, like I, I would prefer watching it through Kenny's channel, but the episodes you can't get to, obviously, you have to watch it through Breakthrough. But mm. same episodes, super, super funny. Are those um, just episodes that are too fucked up to pass YouTube's guidelines? Um, no. Ken, so <laughs> even Breakthrough Entertainment has all the episodes because Kenny doesn't hasn't um, Kenny didn't post on his YouTube channel. Who do black guys like more? <laughs> And who do maybe who oh who's the bigger uh, who's the bigger idiot? Those were the two he didn't post on his channel originally, but Breakthrough put both the episodes on YouTube, so you can watch them and they're fucking hilarious. Like the the who do black guys like more has one of the most fucking evil devious plots against Spenny. I won't spoil (laughs) it, but fucked every time. Dude, so that yeah, Spenny is Spenny like the, the greatest character. So okay, I had a couple things to say about this show. So yeah, take it away. The only reason this show works is because of Spenny. Like mm. there has been people have made this show. There's a German ripoff of this show. I can't remember what it's called. I can actually look it up. German Kenny vs. Spenny ripoff, and they basically copied the show, like down to a T. Even the fucking intro is the exact same intro theme. That's shameless. Mm, like it's literally fuck. What's it called? It's twice now that Germans are doing something sneaky. 
in one episode. Let me see. German ripoff. Maybe it wasn't German. So there was a ripoff. Okay, I can't fully remember. I'll have to. I don't know. I'll 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 I'll, I'll correct myself in the next episode. But there's a German ripoff of the show called like something versus something and they ripped the theme song off like if you watch the kenny versus spenny intro they just took that intro and photoshopped their faces on top of the on top of kenny versus spenny like it is Art. shameless <laughs> but the show fuck it, it doesn't work because both of them are kind of both acting deviously yeah you can't have that. and like like they almost know too much about the show and they're trying to act like they're both trying to fill in their idea it's weird so i don't recommend that the only reason this show works is because of fucking spenny like yeah, kenny their dynamic. is yeah like kenny is like an emotionally evil he's a manipulative man he's a fucking sociopath <laughs> will stop at nothing to win and spenny is this fucking egotistical emotionally broken man yeah. that he's a shell like, of a man falls for everything and like some episodes you're the best part is some episodes you're rooting for kenny some episodes you're rooting for spenny like you never really have a full who you're rooting for right like you're never it's like oh this surprise. is like like oh i'm a kid like i know there are people that do that but for me personally i always find like there are certain episodes where i'm just rooting for spenny some episodes i'm rooting for fucking kenny the whole time like and like every time you feel like spenny has the opportunity to win or to catch Kenny cheating, he just fucking doesn't, and he's too stupid to yeah, fucking... Yeah, and then he gets fucking, like, really <laughs> bad counterattack, because he'll have an opportunity yeah. to fix himself and get him out of a situation, yeah. and then he's like, oh, you know what? No, I should play fair. And then Kenny comes <laughs> along and fucking baseball hams him in the head. Yeah. It's, it, I'm trying that, to think of... I'm trying to think of some of the best examples. Um, oh, man. I'm trying to think. Do you remember the farting one? The very first one you showed me? <laughs> who can mm-hmm. who can rip the loudest fart? So that's one of or my longest so, fart. So my my top three episodes are Haunted House. Who can stay in a haunted house the longest? Uh, who can blow the biggest fart? And then octo. Who can keep an octopus, a dead octopus, on their head the longest? <laughs> that's fucking. So gross. We'll start off. So <laughs> biggest fart is Number probably. One. This is probably what the series is known for, and I honestly have to say this is the hardest I've honestly ever laughed at a TV show in my entire life. I remember hearing it, and, like, you have to kind of have an infantile sense of humor, but (laughs) holy fuck, this one part, and this is the scene everybody fucking knows. If you haven't seen this episode... This is the scene Hunter showed me for the very first time. (laughs) If you haven't seen this scene... And you haven't seen this episode? Close it right now and watch it because don't, this don't is this yeah. is better when it comes without you knowing. There's so so I'll I'll fucking write this scene out. So Spenny's on the fucking couch. He's leaning over. He's trying to fart into this stupid like device that reads the methane level or something, so they know who had the biggest fart. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting on the couch, and Kenny, who has just pumped his ass full of fucking air comes out in this red fucking onesie pajama undersuit and he just kind of like casually walks up and farts right on Kenny's head and it or spe- right on so Kenny farts right on Spenny's head and it's like this kind of like and it's like Kenny or Spenny fucking sits up like touches his hair as if fucking Kenny just shit on him and he like flicks his hand and he goes 
Kenny runs to the stairs and Spenny goes, don't do that. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> Kenny looks over and he has this, like, the most iconic face yeah. and he lets out he the like loudest a- fucking fart like it is so perfectly timed and it just goes on like it literally lasts almost 30 seconds and the whole crew is on the fucking ground laughing spenny's in fucking shock and then just looks at the camera and goes he didn't even measure it (laughs) you standing like gaping mouth just looking (laughs) at kenny like kind of fucking perched up on the staircase ripping a three-minute fart Oh my god. And then the fucking dude, when I first saw that, I legitimately nearly cried. And that's the usually that's the episode I sh- I first show people. Cut that. Ugh, just burped yep. in my mouth, but <laughs> that's usually the episode I show people just cuz it's so fucking funny and it's just like you don't really, like, you know it's going to be a fucking huge fart, but at the same time, you don't really expect it, and it still fucking makes you laugh. Even to this day, I still chuckle at it, even though I've seen that episode, it's like, just, It's the way Kenny times. is standing, and the look in his eyes when he looks at Spenny. <laughs> it's the like, look in his fucking eyes, like dude, sells animal. it. <laughs> um, oh, so, what? The, the, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, so, so the classic thing I hear about this show... Is that people always say don't start with season one. Season one's the worst. And in, in fairness, out of out of all the other seasons, it is the weakest. But there are really really decent episodes in season one. This mm-hmm. is kind of when they were more so, like tame, like they weren't trying to be like like they were censored. They were on CBC. I think right. like CBC like pretty like so they were like not like. Um, how do I, I don't know how to say it. They weren't like trying to be like, they were trying to be more condensed. Mm-hmm. There are some pretty good episodes in here. Um, just trying to think what would be the, the ones to recommend from season one, uh, who can stay awake the longest classic episode, definitely recommended from season one. Um, you know what? I'm not going to really recommend everybody. <laughs> I'm not going to recommend <laughs> well, all the episodes. I could go through them all. There's like 24 um, I would recommend season one, honestly. It's a great kind of starting point because you see each of their personalities. Right. And you honestly kind of, like, Spenny's a normal person in season one compared to season two. And then Whole watching the season progressively, it just gets fucking worse and worse and he gets more neurotic and crazy. Yeah, Spenny and, like, just gets beat down in real time. You just have to watch it's it It's so happen. fucking funny. Um, so oh, my, man. so, so second favorite episode, uh, haunted house who can stay in a haunted house the longest. You're literally watching a crazy man torment a dude that believes in ghosts and is easily scared for 20 minutes. And then it ends really fucking funnily too. Like Kenny's trying to summon Satan and all this stuff. It's so funny. Like if you love fucking scare pranks, sounds like I recommend seance. it or fucking seance. <laughs> yeah, dude. And then octopus on the head, another classic Basically, Kenny slips Spenny fucking three hits of acid, Damn. and Spenny starts Just Spenny casually. starts going crazy, and he's like fucking. While he has an octopus on his head. While he has an octopus on his head, and he keeps Bro. it on for like the majority of like like obviously he takes it off, but the fucking journey is so funny. I need to watch that. What the fuck? It's such <laughs> a like good human episode. Experiments. Oh uh, yeah, no, it's one of my it's it's one of my favorite shows of all time, one of my comfort shows. I always go back to it. 
It's so fucking funny. It's so gross. It's so Oh, dude, it's rude. so gross. I recently saw one of the humiliations. I forgot which episode it was for, but Kenny uh, stuck out his tongue. The and poop used... corn. Oh, I... oh, no, that's that. No, that's so. What the one you're going to talk about is from Who Do Black Guys Like More? Oh, my God. And I'll let you describe it. Cause... Yeah, Kenny. Oh, God. Okay, so Kenny takes like a butter knife and sticks out his tongue, and it's like fucking old gross and patchy like as a tongue would be and he scrapes it like completely it's got like this gross thick like yellow slimy fucking layer of plaque on his tongue so it's it's like saliva fucking i think he said he ate a thing of mushroom soup before he did it and then he fucking plops it right on fucking spenny's tongue and the whole crew is like, like puke, and everyone's like gagging like crazy. It's so funny. I just almost threw up myself. Holy shit. <laughs> I had to yeah, actually step were... back for a minute. <laughs> I thought I was gone. <laughs> oh my oh, God. That, that was stuff the... like that, man. Like things put in your mouth or like body. <laughs> can't even talk about it. Stuff like that makes me want to die. Oh, I want to th- know what the. Uh... Okay, so in the episode "Who Can Squeeze More Boobs," nice. They um, the That's humiliation like for assault. that episode is Kenny eats a handful of like popcorn kernels and then picks them out of his shit and then cooks it into oh popcorn. My God. And then Spenny eats it. Mm-hmm. But like the weirdest part about that is Spenny's eating popcorn with a spoon. Like he picks the bowl up, has a spoon, and then picks up like it. a, and then is eating it. And I'm like, what the fuck? Do they agree upon humiliations beforehand, or is that just like a winner gets all, make it up on the spot? I think the humiliations aren't filmed before, like after. The, they're obviously filmed. They're not filmed before the competition. Like the competitions are usually. I don't think like there might be an episode or two that are more so staged, but I think the show's pretty. Hmm pretty legit so they don't know they're gonna have to eat poop corn if they lose poop corn oh yeah no they don't know what what the humiliation is right i know that in the one the one humiliation that was in the fucking episode who can keep a dump in their pants the longest probably the grossest episode take a shit in their diapers and they have to see who can keep it in their pants the longest that sounds and unhealthy. Kenny gives Spenny laxatives, so his diaper's <laughs> full of fucking shit the whole episode. Oh. Dude, the behind the scenes of that episode is fucking fuck? disgusting. Yeah, like, like, I think Kenny puts dog shit in Spenny's diaper, and Spenny can't take the shit out or he loses. And then <laughs> they, um, the best one is what he calls fuck? a girl. He Kenny calls a girl that Spenny has a crush on. And she shows up to the house, and then Kenny's like, oh, you know what competition we're doing this week? She's like, no, when we take a shit in our diapers, <laughs> she's like, so, it's so uncomfortable, it's but so appalling. funny. What would you even do? Oh, my God. He's, like, hiding in the corner. It's so awkward, dude. Oh, my God. Fuck, there, dude, there's this, fucking... uh... I also don't know which one is this from. I just keep recollecting clips, but I remember oh. there's one where Kenny... For just a letter from the Ministry of Health. Yeah, that's who's funnier, dude. That one. So depending on depending on where you watch that episode, this is the only one that I recommend. Like, you have to watch this episode on Kenny's on uh, on Kenny's channel because the breakthrough the breakthrough channel censored it and they changed the humiliation at the end. 
but yeah, Kenny forges a letter from the government and basically makes it so Spenny thinks he has AIDS. And the whole episode, dude, he tries to do this like so then he's like performing, he's like, I'm gonna do a message to to everyone that has AIDS that they can go up and perform stand up. And he does like he starts off pretty decently at stand up. Like it's not the best, but I think if he just kept it, but then eventually he breaks down and he starts saying like, oh, I have AIDS. And it's like, oh, <laughs> oh it's so, so uncomfortable to watch inside. someone bomb. To Damn. watch someone bomb oh, at stand-up, at dude, is stage. the fucking worst. I got secondhand embarrassment from watching Joker. That was rough. Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah. that's such a risk you take going up there, man, because you can, you can get heckled pretty good up there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the pressure. So that, that is like one of the fucking funniest endings. And then at the end, I don't remember what the what the humiliation doesn't, is in the censored episode. Doesn't Kenny but it uh, just, bring Spenny to the doctors and the doctor is John Gaylord and he diagnoses him officially, says like, <laughs> HIV can kill you. And he gets really upset because he thinks he's going to die. <laughs> I feel like that's a real doctor though. I don't think oh. the, the doctor was like... Okay, but then it was really funny. I don't think Kenny's, it was... <laughs> It said John Gaylord. I really thought that had to be a stage name. That's a real name. Ooh, my bad. It's John. like um, Mr. Gaylord. John Gaylord. Hold on, I gotta check this. I'm gonna have to like look. It's up an actual the, uh... licensed physician. Yeah, but Kenny vs. Spenny, dude. One of my favorite fucking shows of all time. I think my favorite humiliation on the whole whole show is who can win an arm wrestling competition. So I, I like I don't really want to discuss the episode too too much, but the best fucking part of that whole episode is the humiliation is Spenny has to unplug a public toilet filled with shit. So oh. there's like this literal brown watered toilet with like toilet paper and he has to put his hand in and move it around. And he does and he fucking picks something up out oh of the toilet. God. It's so fucking funny, dude. On live TV. That's fucking disgusting. Oh it's my, so, so, but upsetting. what makes me laugh, what makes me laugh is the prep for this episode was they probably drove to like 15 different public washrooms looking yeah, for a Yeah, they find the worst for, one. They probably went to fucking like uh, truck stops or something. Looking for a plugged toilet. So they're like looking through them all. There's none here. We got to go to the next <laughs> well, one. <laughs> Just to find it. Fuck, Can you imagine how terrible that ride must have been for spenny just to go from toilet to toilet to find oh, the worst God. one for it to find the worst look yeah <laughs> just agony all right dude i'm gonna pass it over to you what's uh, your i'll I'll keep this one brief because it's i don't know it's a so this is uh another favorite show of mine it started off because i love mads mickelson i love everything he's in I started drinking Carlsberg because he did an advertisement where he said it's probably the best beer in the world. <laughs> and it was good. So most things he said now I've kind of just gone with. Uh, but this is Hannibal, the the Brian Fuller show, which he fought very hard for to keep on live or on, on air because of its very grotesque nature. Uh, for those who don't know, Hannibal is uh, the prequel series to The Silence of the Lambs, and it explains the relationship between Will Graham and Hannibal and Hannibal's journey from being free in the world as a psychiatrist um, <clears throat> to being caught and being behind bars and where he is as Anthony Hopkins in the Silence of the Lambs movie. And while just looking this up again, I was really excited to see that Jodie Foster, so the lead from 
uh, Sandra Lambs is playing the lead in True Detective Season 4, which is another okay. one of my favorite TV shows. So I'm very excited about that. Um, but yeah, go watch it. Don't want to give anything away. Go and roll. Have fun. Don't yeah, eat I while wa- you watch it. I watched the first season of that. I was trying to finish it, but again, I just I got caught up with school and stuff. Couldn't really finish it. Couldn't really find the time, but I did really enjoy it. I think uh, the season Mads one, Mikkelsen, if you made it through season one and you liked it, you'll like season two and three a lot more. It really picks up because yeah, they, I just, they, I just, I remember they find some dude and they're like in a feet, like in like a field, and then this fucking hand comes out of the ground and all these fucking people are like yeah. covered in like mushrooms growing. That fucking freaked me out, dude. I was like, Jesus. Yeah, he's using them That'd as live fertilizer awful. and then eats the mushrooms that grow out of their body. Dude. Yikes. <laughs> I do remember it, though. I do remember liking it. Um, I love Mad Mickelson. Same same as you. I really like him. He's a really great actor. But, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, we're running a bit high on time because my next show, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think. Okay, I'll keep, this cr- I'll keep this brief. I had a lot more to say about it, but I'll keep this brief, really, really brief. So, well, my next always, show. I uh, know. Take it away. My next show was Amazing Race. Um, this is probably on, out of the entire, out of every show I think listed today, this is probably the easiest show to show to watch in my opinion. Hmm. Literally pick up from any season, first episode, watch, easiest, easiest can be. There's no fucking, you don't need to know the context, don't need, it's a reality show, they explain everything in every episode anyways. Hmm. Super, super fun. There's a couple of like moments where if you're looking for just like quick, cheap entertainment, not really cheap, but if you're looking for like quick entertainment, like a show to put on in the background while you're working, it's just kind of white noise. You listen to it every now and mm-hmm. again, you look up who's going to win, stuff like that. It's super, super fun. They go right. all around the world, do all the challenge, do all these challenges. Some, uh, I'll, t- I'll say... The season I would recommend everybody start to watch, if you are choosing to watch it, is season three. It probably has one of the worst fucking teams in the entire show's history, but it's so Damn. entertaining to watch uh, them. The like, worst fe- people like, on reality TV like, are always the best. What, I think it's uh, Will and Tara. I don't want to spoil too much because it's just they're so when they are first introduced when I first watched the series with my girlfriend she was like they're a couple that's split up so they're deciding if they're going to go through with the divorce or not so they already you're like like why are they doing a fucking race around the world mm. when they're on the rocks on the brink of a fucking divorce yeah that's <laughs> and then like dude throughout nice <laughs> throughout the whole fucking season they're at each other's throats will is the most annoying fucking person in the history of the world like there's Oof. parts in the episode that genuinely had me like pacing like because i was so fuck i was like i hope this fucker loses so bad but <laughs> There's stuff that just fucking drove That's me up the wall with this guy. Like, and when you're finally watching them fail and like come in last, you're literally cheering. Like you're audibly cheering. Uh, has one of that's the season three has one of my favorite teams. I think it's Danny and Oswald. Is it every season is a different location? Every season is so every season is not a different location, but yeah, kind of different locations, but basically. So let's say the first season, you're always going to start in the States, but you'll start in a different city. So it'll be LA, New York. They'll get, the host will show up. And I think originally it was you run to your bags, 
get your bags, get into the car, and then you drive to the airport and you get your first location. So sometimes, I can't remember what season three's starting point was, but season six was they flew from the U.S. I think it was New York or maybe Chicago. Either way, they flew from the U.S. to Iceland. And then once they get to Iceland, they are told, like, you got to go to this city or, like, you have to go to, like, this church or this landmark and you'll receive your next clue. They get their next clue and then it'll usually go to a roadblock or a detour. And Mm. that is a So the detour is two challenges. Both kind of have their pros and cons, as Phil says it. And... They they vary depending on where they are. Usually, it's just something to do with the local culture, stuff like that. So and then the like roadblock, a big scavenger hunt, pretty much a big scavenger okay. hunt. And okay. then it kind of whittles down the teams that way. So like at the end of the leg, you get to your final. Like you got to check in at this pit stop. You get to the pit stop, and then you're like, if you last team there is out, kind of deal. Gotcha. So one of my other favorite seasons. This has probably my favorite moment. I'm going to keep this really really quick. My favorite moment in like all the season that actually had me like up on the fucking ch- like on the fucking chair like on honest honestly trying to 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 hope they <laughs> fucking would make it is season six had a lot of so this this season ended in a fucking bummer but it had some of the worst teams like this was literally pick your fucking pick the best out of the worst like every oh, team yeah. there with the exception of one Gus and Hera. Every team there, and the uh, the old couple who I can't remember the name of, every team there was pretty awful. Like they were just fucking loud and annoying. But the, there was a pro wrestler team. They fucking I told you about this after I saw it because I liked it so much. But I, this was fucking a couple of years. This was last year. The pro wrestler team is coming in dead last of this of this leg of the race. Like they're they're last, but luckily it's a like it's an extended leg, so it doesn't end on the episode. Right, it's a two part okay. episode. So it involves them getting onto a train and taking the train to Hungary. They don't fucking catch the train. The last train is at like 9.30 the next day. So they're like, oh, so we're fucking out. So they're sitting on the bench, like basically fucking in tears. Like they're like, there's no way we're going to make it. And then basically the guy goes around and he asks, like, is there any way we can get on a train? I think they get on, like, a fucking service train to Hungary. So they take <laughs> a fucking train it. they're not supposed to be on. And when you see them the next morning, so the teams, the other teams that have arrived in Hungary are, like, they've rested, they've got to eat, they've hung out. They're like, oh, let's go, let's do this fucking, let's do this race. Mm-hmm. These guys, when you see them the next day, they look fucking destroyed. Like his wife, Lori, looks fucking horrible. Like she like like looks like she's been up for the fucking full day of traveling, dude. Damn. Like So then they get to this so then they get to the fucking I think it's like a train museum. Mm-hmm. They get to the train museum and they all have to wait for the train museum to open and then so the, all the teams are lined up. Every team is caught up. So the stupid like pulling up, I don't know how to say it. They have them at the parking garages. Yeah, They're like yeah, those yeah. Like the beam, those gates yeah, that open gates, upwards. Yeah. It starts to open. Everyone starts to like push it up, trying to pry their way through. The gate swings down, hits this, hits two people in the fucking head. Damn. And then the pro wrestler guy Damn, and like a couple other teams run at this little box with number cards on on who gets to go first. Fucking somebody tackles the thing. Numbers go everywhere. Uh, the, the wrestler guy grabs number one. Anyways, he ends up, they end up winning the leg. 
but the, like it's fucking it was so fucking like satisfying to see them go from last all the way to fucking first even though they're not the best team in the whole thing but it was just so satisfying they got the fast forward which involves them going skipping all the challenges going right to the pit stop oh nice and when they got to the the fast forward is usually a little more difficult than than other tasks so they got they uh they earned their rest yeah, I remember the best part about the fast forward is that they like they have to participate in some Hungarian folklore where they have to drink it's pig's blood, but it's like, oh, this is vampire blood. And then they get to the area and this guy who's there is wearing this dark cloak and he's giving like this sinister speech about what's going to happen and the one lady's like, "Is this it? Is this it? We drink this? We drink this?" And the guy's kind of like like doing his spiel and then she's like oh we drink it and they fucking slam it in like a second like it's Damn. done like there's no hesitation from them they no just shipping. drink it and they're like all right give us our clue give us our clue and the guy's like standing there like what just Damn. happened like he was like probably so not eager. expecting it yeah and then they came in first it was very very satisfying to watch that but that that season was kind of uh was is kind of a bummer i don't recommend season six to start off with Sounds but violent yeah <laughs> I would definitely recommend season three or the fir- or the first season. All right. I Other than that, season three. Do you have any? I'm going to pass it back to you. If you have a show, you're welcome to talk about it. If not, we are running a bit late. Yeah, I think I got those those three down. I think happy with that. It it always changes, you know, just like movies and favorite song. So for sure, we can do this again in for a bit, sure. and we'll have a whole different list. Yeah, so I'll just say a couple of quick honorable mentions, not going to really go into them at all. I would say something that will probably be on our next list is Top Gear yeah, slash yeah, Grand yeah. Tour. Big fans that of that. Uh, I really didn't mean to talk about that, but I decided to talk about The Amazing Race instead. Um, the other show was Goosebumps, another one of my favorites, mm. and The Twilight Zone. Shows that I wanted to talk about, but I just wanted to kind of get these ones out, test the waters, and getting back to the old format. But mm-hmm. definitely save them for next time. And yeah, do you have any? Do you have any quick honorable mentions you want to give out? Oh shoot, quick honorable mentions. Uh, comfort show. How I met your mother. You also showed me that. Right on. Um, just another great show. I mean, I've seen it so many times now that I can just put it on anytime, start at any place, and just kind of. Have a good time yeah. of it. I think I've watched it consistently for seven years straight every <laughs> single summer. So I'm well versed. <laughs> that's another good one. Yeah, that's a fun one. Drew Detective mentioned that one briefly. Um, yeah, jeez. Other than that, yeah, I think. I always feel so lost when people ask me, like, oh, what's your favorite this? And my mind just goes empty nothing same thing yeah same (laughs) thing all i really knew was that i was going to talk about kenny versus spenny yeah that's the whole the whole purpose of this episode he's got to gamble on it see where the (laughs) see where the vibes take you (laughs) yeah right on all right that's gonna i think that's gonna do it i don't really have too much else to say no neither do i Um, oh the one thing next week I can't. I don't. We didn't even fucking prove it. You know, what, I'll let you pick the movie next week. Let's I didn't do really it. have it. I think it's uh, any any really movie because we're gonna do a Christmas special right pretty out, soon, yeah. which we gotta fucking organize. We'll do that next week though. We'll organize everything next week. Um, what do you want to do next week, or do you not know? Keep it a surprise. I have an idea, but we'll, we can keep it a surprise too. 
And right, I don't let's... know if it's good, but the cover really intri- intrigued me. So it's it's a gamble. And we've done a <laughs> lot right. of gambles so far. So I'm going to do a lot Sounds more good. looking into it. <laughs> so I'm thinking of, yeah, you know, let's keep it a surprise. Keep it a surprise? Let's do it. We'll keep it a surprise. We'll see how that, we'll see how, what the response is to that. Bum, bum. Um, other than that, I think that's going to do it for this episode of Echo Video Podcast. Thank mm-hmm. you all for listening. 